Hey folks, this is Nova Hollaback here. Some final business and some interesting news concerning what happened with NBC at Sen and where we go from here. Plus some interesting ratings news that we have to talk about in the television business. And then pretty much we are going to go through what we're going to go through next week with the upcoming episode. So I'm trying to get this thing through. Let's talk about <clears throat> what else did we find about NBCSN that led to its eventual end. According to sources with Variety and Deadline, one of the reasons why that NBCSN could not stay alive past 2021 was how much money they got for advertising per viewer when it comes to the renegotiation fees. The major cable channels such as TNT, TBS, USA Network, and many others have a tier where certain things go up per subscriber and certain things go down per subscriber. They were looking to see if the money per subscriber was going to go up to at least $1.30 per subscriber. For NBCSN, for 2015, it was 40 cents per subscriber. Then the next year after that, it was $36 per subscriber, 38, and finally got the 47 in 2019, 2018, 2019. For the USA Network, it was $1.75 in 2016. Went down to 140 for a couple of years, but went to 175 did last year, 2019. We don't have number for 2020 because of the whole COVID issue and whatnot. So looking at that particular number, you can see why Comcast made that decision. Also remember when I told you that these companies skew rich, both Golf Channel and NBCSN. They also kind of skew older NBCSN being younger than Golf Channel. Both Golf Channel can get the rate of nearly $2 this year and have the audience that can deal with that rate because the audience is affluent. They could not figure out that the audience is affluent. However, they're only making 40 cents per subscriber of an affluent audience. ESPN is $6. Other entities are around $2 to 
about two plus dollars each. Some of the lower end channels are about one dollar five, one dollar fifteen. The kids channels are somewhere around sixty to seventy cents. That's per subscriber for the renegotiation fees. So as the renegotiation fees came up with charter, they have to do one for Comcast in the in interest of fairness. They began to realize we they weren't going to make money from this channel. They can make more money. Here's the interesting thing about the ratings thing that we are just seeing. Um, 506 Sports has a thread on this particular situation at hand. This situation at hand mentioned that about a show called Dr. Pimple Popper. Dr. Pimple Popper gets about 30, get not dirty, I'm sorry, 4 million viewers, their highest ratings this year from TLC. If I am reminded correctly, Discovery Plus, Discovery has now had their own streaming service for $4.95 a month called Discovery Plus, which also has this particular show. It got $4 million. The fees for the subscribers is about 45, is about between 55 and 60 cents. Maybe it's much larger than that because it's a little bit older, but this is what they're interested, the 30 year old folks are interested in. And it's not so what surprising because that generation grew up in the Yak era, the gross era, that sort of thing. And now, it, this thing is continuing in adulthood with these particular things with uh, Dr. Pimple Popper, which is somewhat of a serious thing because some of it also has to deal with staph infections. And that's one of the reasons why I stand because it's a public service and a public utility. It is promoted as such. But, folks, this. The thing with Dr. Pimple Popper is very, very dark. Very dark. I'll get to that in a future episode of Beyond This or on how dark it really is. But now, let's go to NASCAR and let's go to the Premier League. Premier League was kind of taken aback by this news that, ah, uh, well, what happened here? Uh, NBC is saying not going to do nothing. What's going on? You're going to end it? But then again, they say consider the stores. He's just trying to start up stories and all the rest of these things with the Premier League. The Premier League may understand because they're about to do their next contracts up there. One of the other reasons is that USA is moving away. I may have mentioned this in the other bonus that USA is moving away from scripted programming and they're doing low-end programming, WWE and the rest of the other sports that were nascent in NBCSN. But this concerning NASCAR is a bit of a problem because their contract ends in 2024. And they split the rights between Fox and NBC. 
This is the issue, and people need to understand this. And it's not going to be a very pretty one. Can you take, and I do mean this to be quite honest with you, can you take an industry, NASCAR, which is a southern sport, and make it a global franchise? The answer is no. I will continue to harp on this. The majority of these particular racing and other entities, NBCSN was their last forte in the space of American populace, in the space of the American populace. USA may have the space now since they're moving away and becoming more like TNT and TBS. Because they want to see if the way that TBS and TNT handle wrestling and other sports is going to be the way forward. However, I do not believe NASCAR is going to be better off with another 30,000 viewers than they would have had with NBCSN. I think that we're at a situation here concerning with NASCAR and auto racing that I mentioned before when I was talking about what happens after COVID. It was around the first season bonuses when I took the break, when I when I um did the show with the addendums on there about what we're going to see in the future. I stated that auto racing is in serious trouble. Now with the cancellation of NBCSN, I am not only going to say it is in trouble. I'm going to say this, and it's going to be much, much worse than people realize. I think there will be only two auto-based industries. I do not believe NASCAR is going to be one of them. It is easier to promote IndyCar internationally than it is to promote NASCAR. It is much easier to promote IndyCar than it is NASCAR. NASCAR is a Southern sport. Michael Jordan and others in this, in Carl Edwards and Bubba Wallace are going to realize real quickly that woke games is not going to play. NASCAR is fucked. I mean this to be quite honest with you, and I am deeply sorry for all the NASCAR fans, but NASCAR is fucked. I'm sorry. They are going to start realizing this, and they're going to double down on the bullshit. The same reasons why NBC is look is the exact same reasons why 
NBCSN faltered is going to be the same reason why NASCAR faltered. NASCAR is a Southern sport. Whether they like it or they don't. It's not viewed as a replacement for the G1 series or all the other series and whatnot. It's too late for the whole road race thing. NASCAR will only have success in fits and spurts. And unfortunately and sadly can only succeed in more conservative aspects of our country with a conservative push in all realms of society and government. That's the only way NASCAR succeeds. And if you look through the history of NASCAR, you will be seeing that I'm right. In 1979, CBS brought in NASCAR. NASCAR became so popular in Reagan's era that we had a movie called Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise. NASCAR becomes popular again during 2000 era when they started changing certain things about that particular thing. And NASCAR becomes popular again as a form of Americana against this whole issue with the war on terror. And then NASCAR becomes popular again. Lazarus knew that it can only work in that particular sense. The unfortunate truth is, is that this show, I mean, this entity is done if it plays that game. I wish Michael Jordan, Bubba Wallace, and Carl Edwards the best of luck this NASCAR upcoming season, but I do not see a Southern sport becoming a global franchise unless it is severely front-run. And if you severely front-run it, it's going to crash even faster. It might reach a height that says, oh, he's a good racer or whatnot. This is the new Tiger Woods moment. But I'm saying this for the betterment of not only NASCAR, but auto racing as well. Bubba Wallace is not Lewis Hamilton. Point blank, he's not. And I'm I'm sorry for all of the, for auto racing in this country. I'm really sorry for it. But Jesus Christ, this is sad. They Comcast is leaving because they know what the writing's on the wall. They know the writing's on the wall. And it's unfortunate, really deeply unfortunate. NASCAR could have been something nice, but then again, you see the two entities that made it work. The second entity, they wanted back on CBS. I don't know if NASCAR is ever going back there with that contract. 
But I have been proven wrong before, but they see something in the auto industry and it's not looking pretty. And especially with all the rules that are coming out with auto racing, with automobiles now moving towards electric, how are you going to get an audience that never have bought a car or don't use cars or don't even use the type of cars that are being shown on that TV? And they are changing aspects of those cars that they show on TV to be electric. The whole automotive industry is killing auto sports. If NASCAR was anywhere near as high rated as they did back in the times when Jimmy Johnson was winning, we wouldn't be in this problem that NBCSN said, oh, let's give it another two years. There's something there. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen the way you think it is, and it's sad. It's just disappointments all around. It just turtles all the way down. And that's sad. And that's sad. When it comes to soccer coverage, I don't think much will change. Unless the Premier League sees what CBS does around March and April of this year with their coverage of the of the UEFA's Champions League. And if they see that they can do it on Sundays, they can say, okay, you have openings. Maybe you can give it a try. Maybe we can split the rights. You have 30 games. NBC has 20. NBC gets 20. You get 10. Uh, NBC has the rights to all the other games on the streaming services, on their streaming services and other networks. And then on Champions Day, y'all come together and do Championship Sunday. Who knows what will happen? But it is un deeply unfortunate that this is the way it's become. And again, NXT is going to move to Tuesdays. Sorry to tell you this, folks. And AEW and Anthem Sports have already planned this out to a point where they are trying to get impact into a much higher tier for Nacian programming concerning impact. Now, will they pull it off? Who knows? There's just too many moving parts. But it is sad to see this particular entity, NBCSN, disappear. So a couple of very crazy news also to report, even though certain parts of this have been split. Let's get to the first major news item there. And that being that the WWE Network, which started off about six or so years ago will now be exclusive on NBC Universal Peacock streaming service. According to Jacob Feldman of Sportico and streaming services whore content for competition for eyeballs, NBC Universal's Peacock is coming off the top rope. 
Peacock will become the exclusive home of the WWE's network content content starting March 18th, thanks to a multi-year deal announced Monday. Following the news, WWE announced that it expects the adjusted earning income of $270 million to $305 million, thanks in part to a Peacock deal reports that have tabbed over $1 billion across five years. So they will be making about 200,000 each year. I mean, what? Yeah, 200 million each year. Each year will be sent to the network for the five year contract. So they have a $1.8 million contract from NBC Universal to put their show on USA Network, a $1.5 million for Fox to put SmackDown on. Fox TV, and now this particular deal, which will make a both uh, the WWE Network a virtual channel and a on-demand service, plus all the other things as well, will be coming to Peacock on the 18th. The pay-per-views, I don't know how they will. Let me continue with the Sportical article. The exec says the April WrestleMania event added extra incentive to get the deal done now. In the run-up to the showdown, it sped NBC Universal to throw its promotional weight behind the show. Last week, NBC highlighted upcoming dates for football not in America that taste what's to come. NBC has the biggest marketing vehicles in American culture, the Super Bowl in 2022. NBC is the best fit for us. They understand product. And they have the Savard that scripture on demand platform to support it and drive eyeballs that way. WWE Network averaged more than 1.5 million subscribers during 2020. In the meantime, executives will continue negotiating to get Peacock on the Fire TV platform where WWE Network was previously available to rough half the country streaming stick market. Cordella said they was confident it was coming, even though without Fire TV. Peacock has accrued more than 250, two, two, 25 million subscribers that is important with payable providers such as the parent company of NBC Universal Comcast and Cox Cable. Well, today's announcement is independent from last week that NBCSN will be shut down. Cordella said it does emphasize the company's attempt to grab sports from his offering. Peacock has already delivers exclusive English premiere action as long with NFL Summercast golf and collection of sports content the key differentiation for us has been live events so i said on guru gothic about 18 months ago that Xfinity, youtube and netflix were the three biggest providers of video according to the ratings they showed there with Pornhub being around sixth place and fourth overall for video. I want y'all to understand what just happened here and why it's important. Netflix lost the rights to The Office. The Office now airs on Peacock. A majority of the EPL games air on Peacock. Renegotiating deals are also coming for Peacock as well. 
all of this is coming to a head, folks. This is the game they're playing. Now, I stated earlier about in the other special, the other bonus, that Peacock is here to stay. And folks, they're playing for keeps. Other news concerning this deal comes dealing with the PPVs. The pay-per-views will be shown on that network like we just mentioned earlier. Fastlane will be the first one starting on March. Those subscribers will be grandfathered in to the premium package of the WW of, of Peacock. So not only that the WWE network will be there, they will also get all of the other content from that particular entity as well. Expect a similar deal with whatever they have planned for Sky. Well, actually, they don't have a deal with Sky. They have a deal with BT Sport now. They no longer work with Sky. But NBC, but you expect a similar deal with BT Sport for that network on their streaming platform services and expect other deals on that particular side. We're going to see more deals like this coming in the future. I don't want to say that what happened with Crunchyroll was the beginning of this, but all of these secondary services, they are all out there. They're going to get gobbled up. And we now have a day for Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus, Paramount Peaks will start on the 8th of March of this year. That is the date when they're going to start this particular um, Paramount Peaks. So that big news, that is humongous news. What does this mean for AEW? What does this mean for all the other things as well? We're going to have a unbelievable year concerning these sports deals. Not, no one's safe. There could be some networks that are going to have a lot of sports. There are going to be some networks who haven't done these sporting entities get back into the game in shocking fashion. We're going to have a whole bunch of things happen here. Also, another interesting thing for the Super Bowl, as I have recently found out or just saw before I got to this taping, we can doing this taping. Budweiser is going to be out of the ad situation for the Super Bowl this year. It is the first time they have been out since 1983. They're putting their focus on getting the vaccinations out. Their ancillary companies will be doing ads. Pepsi will be doing will not be doing a major ad. They will only going to be doing the Super Bowl placard, that sort of thing. And other particular companies are not doing ads. 
that means that smaller companies are going to be paying out the wazoo for this particular Super Bowl. And um, we got a lot of other things to discuss. So we'll discuss it after we talk about what is going on with the CW. I want to talk about the CW as well. There's something interesting we also have to discuss about that particular network. We have two shows that premiered after a very, very long break due to the COVID-19 pandemic. All-American and Walker. All-American had his first episode after the pandemic and got one million, one million and four zero one. That's one million four on his first week back. The next show they had was around 60,000. 600,000. Walker with Jared Padecki as the new Cordell Walker. I'll just call him Junior. Junior had 2.4 in its first episode. Batwoman only got six six hundred eighty-eight thousand in his first episode, and because of the playoffs going on as this recording in a couple of hours, it will not get above a three. This is the first superhero show back from the uh, from the pandemic delay. They already changed many of the characters in certain of the shows there. They have been delayed for months. There is no telling what they're going to do with these shows. Superwoman, uh, Supergirl is going to end after six seasons. They're going to do a new Superman and Lewis show which will start around the 23rd of January. So they're starting up there. Walker skewed older. Did not skew hard with females. It was skewed a little bit more with males. Skewed and was even with males and females. So a lot of these people were old fans of the old, uh, Walker, Texas Rangers series. All American skewed younger and African American female. So what do I, but even though the Batwoman is now African American due to Ruby Rose leaving the show. What does that tell you? It tells me a lot of things. Oh, and Walker defeated um, Star Trek Discovery, which is still airing at Thursdays, and they have no other space for it. They could have put another show. They will at least get another three million easy. But Star Trek is just not pulling its weight. It is a disaster upon disaster. One million in a in a particular one, it's not good. It's just not good. What I am beginning to see with this 
television industry in particular is that it is skewed. Yes, there is females there, but it's skewing older. If it is like something like Walker, it's going to skew older white male. Due to many years ago, it was skewing younger white male with Walker because of Chuck Norris. With all American, it's skewing younger female, African American female. The other ratings there are skewing in between ones and threes. And I also sense that it's also that Riverdale has a very strong Latino audience. Then I'm also seeing that skews somewhat middle-aged. I'm also seeing that there are other entities as well that are skewing middle age. And this is supposed to be the younger channel, all the rest of these dings. But now, as you have seen, it is flirting towards 52. And you saw it with the ratings with Walker, Texas Ranger. This is not good news for the CW. Whether people like it or they don't. It's not good news. Their younger skewing shows didn't do too hot. And Batwoman is not doing too hot. Some of their shows are going to get canceled. The superhero shows barely even got twos and three. They got the three one time. I don't remember. But they don't even get anywhere near that much. The other shows, the um, the kitschy shows that they do, such as Who Line Is It Anywhere and all the rest of it, they get sometimes between 7,000 to nearly a milli once in a while. And it's just deeply unfortunate what you're seeing, folks. These ratings should cause some hairs to stand on end on the whole thing. And I'm also saying this. It's not that Walker is a different show. This Walker is a completely different show than the other one. A lot of people said that the first two seasons of Walker were excellent. I tend to agree. But Walker, Texas Ranger is a show that you need to have some very interesting ways of how to handle this. How to handle this show and how to handle the audience of this show. They wanted more action and they're going towards a more dramatic setup there. There's another problem is that it is very difficult for people to see a Jerry Paldecki, who is like a conservative like Chuck Norris is, as somebody like Chuck Norris. You can't really make this into a cop drama of they catching the bad guys. You can't really do that because, well, you can't play the conservatism and all the rest of these days no more. But they some of the people like some of the ideas. Some of the people say he need to kick more. Whereas the karate 
is this connected to the old series? I get you. I get you. I get you. But what I saw, Walker, it needs a little bit more work. That's all I got to say. But if the ratings continue to go higher, depending on what happens, who knows? But shockingly enough, it competed with some of the other uh, ratings for the other shows there. So it was one of the biggest ones they had since 2018, but it should scare a lot of people in the CW for that. It should scare a lot of people for that. And again, it's this Netflix thing and whatnot. We have to talk about Conor McGregor and Dustin Porter fight. A lot of people had some problems trying to stream the content from ESPN Plus. Many people had problems with it. Folks, let me make this very, very simple, folks. Stop trying to destroy this whole system. Folks, do you know what the, how the internet works? I don't think a lot of people got in there and said, oh, we're going to do what we have to do with the internet works. And all that. I, I don't think people understand how the internet works. It works like water, folks. It works like water. Okay? Water. Too many people ask for water, the water pressure in a house. Let's say in a house. Everybody uses the water. There's less and less water to go through unless you get more water to come in, right? There's only a finite amount of space, okay? Finite amount of bandwidth. You can try to play with the judder settings so you can get to it, but you're not going to get the content that you want the way people want it. The whole pay-per-view system had their own issues. Yes, it did. But when it worked, it worked flawlessly. People, folks, I don't think the internet is working the way we thought it was going to work. I think a lot of these streaming services have bitten them off more than they can shoot. I really believe they have. And one of the things that they bit off more they can chew is that this bandwidth situation the cdns and the whole lot of it i'm gonna be honest with y'all we're gonna see disaster we're heading towards disaster when it comes to the entertainment business we're heading towards disaster It is going to become apparent to everyone here and everyone that gives a damn about the future of their streaming services and their businesses that they're going to have to work with these fiber optic companies concerning their content. 5G is not going to fly. Not because of all the virus and all the rest of that thing. That LARP got to stop. 
but 5G is just not going to fly. It's just not going to fly. You're going to have to go back and find out why the cable business faltered. And once people figured it out, I already figured it out. The rest of you didn't. And the rest of you are going to pay for that. The only solution for this is that the cable companies, the ISPs, and other entities of that nature are going to have to figure out a brand new type of data pipe system in order to get what they want. It is the backbone has to be fiber optic or it will never work. It may be that we're going to have to go back to the past, look through all that data that was forgotten, and figure out a way to make that successful in this new era. If that is the way we're going to solve these particular problems, because for me, I do not see streaming to be the future of this nascent business i think they're gonna have to be a new data pipe a new fiber optic data pipe or maybe something exotic carbon fiber maybe it might be possible that we're gonna have to use a carbon fiber entity or graphene entity or maybe even not have to do with glass but Diamond-based entity, if it, if it has to come down to it. And what I mean by diamond is, is that we put it into some sort of carbon filter and just do the internet line there. Laser-based entity, it might work. Optical, not optical in the fiber wire, but something like a laser system. Different type of fiber optics. Because none of this microwave, satellite, what have you, can't fly. We're heading towards disaster. We are. I wish that wasn't the case, but we're heading towards disaster. And we need to find another way to solve those particular problems in turn. There is some very strange news. That is going on in the world of finance. And I do mean extremely strange. Because one of the things that finance can do, it can predict certain things and not predict um, other things. So, what has happened recently? What has happened is that companies called like GameStop, which I'm interested in, well, people should be interested in because I used to have a website dealing with video games uh, called the PlayStation Zeitgeist. 
there was GameStop, BlackBerry, and a couple of others that were being front-run by people who are connected to a Reddit posting on what they consider Wall Street buys. They said, we're going to get these penny stock entities that now give us like $5-ish. How do we say it? $5 a, a trade, that sort of thing. And these stocks started going up, especially GameStops, and has been going up since Thursday. The same thing with BlackBerry. BlackBerry has absolutely no clue why their valuations have gone up. The SEC worried about a stock market dislocation in the NASDAQ has told stopped selling the stock for GameStop. Once they stopped the sell and figured out what was going on, the stock went back down to its normal levels. So I lost all that money. There's going to be investigations surrounding this because you don't do this unless you're playing some sort of game. And with a lot of people saying, oh, why is this is happening? Oh, this is just them trying to play with the company's money. That is a very dangerous thing to see and witness. So, Zero Hedge has said that the big short squeak that is going around with a dozens of heavily shorted by hedge fund stocks exploding high in recent days, it was only a matter of time. Then the first casualty of the bull rate emerged, and then the first name came out. Melvin Capital, which won last week, had suffered massive losses on its shorts, is set to receive a 2.5. Billion dollar capital injection from head fund down Citadel and point seventy two and investors, which appears to be a bailout. So Gabe Kopkin, a former star portfolio manager for Steve Cohen, could play his margin call. The bailout loan for investments or for not controlling revenue shares in the head fund, although it was immediately clear how much of Melvin's revenue two funds will get. In other words, 16-year-old Robinhood traders star one head fund both manager zero. And also, in other words, hedge funds are now bailing out other hedge funds in what they invested money in, who have been steel ruled by the Robin Hood, Gen Z, buy everything juggernaut. The 2.75 bell out of the city, a rice offering for Citadel and SAC, as they offered about a billion dollar investment in Melvin in 2019. Gabe Plotkin was a top foil manager at Point 72's predecessor, SEC Capital Capital Management, before he started to love Melvin. As the WSJ reported last week, Melvin is known by running an expansive and aggressive short book and sometimes made the bulk of the fund's gains and a common dynamic in the industry. It is absolutely crazy. And it also continues. 
between the insane roller coaster the most sorted names which is floated out the gate only to get hammered the moment the broader market started plunging 60 points in just a few minutes one wonders which dealers were so short on the gamma and shorter names they have no choice but to hammer the entire market to break the upward momentum wave and avoid getting crushed one word describes today's market action so far absolutely surreal so courtesy of the bear trash report from larry mcdonald here is one attempt from why stocks are suddenly looking quite gappy and it has to do with the fed finally pulling some of the punch ball away our 21 lehman system indicators are screaming higher the inmates are running the asylum and the probability of federal reserve breaking out their creative macro prudential toolbox is the highest in years central bankers in the u.s no longer constrained the banking system is strong, but the equity market has far more coming with Steve Wine, Vegas, than Warren Buffett, Omaha. We think that the Fed sends shot over the bow very soon. Our social justice, equality, embarrassed Fed is not happy. They will not taper, but they can make serious fresh to risk tickers. We have a speculation of SPAC on IPO assurance, 850 million dollars billion dollars of margin debt over 75 percent of 25 2015 levels there's most shorted equities at 75 percent or 16 percent for the s p 500 since october bulls running over bears margin high call for put volumes in the little guy with the charge sell mortimer sell the risk reward is atrocious from a long perspective in the u.s equities Impeachment threat to inflation moves to the Senate floor next week. Impact pushes out the fiscal timeline. Two, similar to the GOP immediately trying to take down Obamacare, the signature teaming of the previous administration on day one of the Trump administration. The move was unwise and not helpful to the fiscal policy path. Remember, the tax cuts were sold to us as a certainty in 2017. They didn't arrive until quarter four of that year. In our view, that speaks to a potential rally in bonds USDs for the next few weeks. Best case scenario, we have a fiscal plan of $1 trillion coming in late February with the current bid offer from $8 billion to $1 trillion. However, any varying mutations COVID risk increase will gain the spread in the direction on the offer side if the impeachment doesn't blow off the deal altogether. Basically, what we have here is what I predicted. No more than at least two years ago. The Robin Hood traders, these NZ traders from Robin Hood, they're on Reddit, are trying to figure out, is this a Ponzi scheme? Everybody wants to know where the Nets money is coming from. This is, everything has gone wacky. But this is basically to figure out if this market is really what it is. Is Apple work really what it is? It was, is GameStop should have that less of a share price? Was BlackBerry short-sighted over the last several years? 
should their stock have been much higher than it actually was? Is there any other games they're playing? Why is Macy's getting screwed? Where is all this leading toward? The Robin Hood traders are about to find out some very dark shit. And that is why bailouts from these hedge funds are also happening. There's another thing that I also need to talk about that is also coming, that is also being happening. There is this type of entity that is somewhat of an angel fund, but it's like a penny stock angel fund that basically everybody gets into this particular type of fund. And it's just a blank check to all of these small companies trying to get into the business of say all these other businesses and all the and whatnot. So they can get into an IPO and then once they get the IPO there, they can make money off that IPO with with the turnaround being much shorter than it would have been possible if it, they did it the normal way. This many people are saying is replacing venture capital. That's what it's saying. This thing is replacing venture capital for the most part. So you have this, you have the situation with Donald Trump, who's now a private citizen. You have the situation with the short sellers from Reddit, the Gen C short trader from Reddit. You also have all these other things coming into play. We are going to have a field day because they're saying there is a big ass slush fund. If they pass this treasury bill, there's going to be another slush fund. Trump put constraints. The constraints are now gone. So it's a field day. And because of the way politics is now being seen, they want some form of longer form type of restitution for women, for minorities, the whole nine yards. And now the Robin Hood folks, they're either trying to help certain companies or they're trying to not help certain companies. It could also mean that the Robin Hood traders are trying to game the system in order to screw the big boys out, especially what happened concerning to Trump. It could be a political play as well by shorting these stocks, by making these stocks higher to make sure they're equal to or equidensant to the other stocks there. It is going to be absolutely crazy for the next few months, but they're about to find out really fucking quick. And I do mean really fucking quick that this is a Ponzi scheme.
And that Ponzi scheme is going to be, when they find this out, it is going to be devastating. So, we don't know what is going to happen, but keep a watchful eye on the markets in the next couple of days. It could be that they see something in GameStop that they were right on, and they not seeing it, but video game industry right now is going through some consolidation. They see something in BlackBerry that we're not seeing yet. There might be something there. You never know because it doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily talk about what's happening. Then it's the stock market saying that this company is going to be worth ten times that much because we see something in the future now. Could be that they will ramp up production for the PlayStation and the, Play, uh, and the Xbox Series X to the point where physical items of those particular products will be on GameStops there. It could be that BlackBerry uh, technology, they will build something in the United States. Who knows? All the other companies as well, they could have did. They have sold too much. We need competitors for Amazon and all the rest of them. That could be a reason why they're doing this. You never know. Keep a watchful eye on the markets. It is going to be a very interesting time. That's all I got to say on that subject. And now. So, folks. Right now, I'm about to start the recordings for the first episode. Well, actually, the introduction, because I want to have at least a separation of at least a day. And then we go through the things that we need to go through. And then we'll talk about, and then I start doing the, um, we'll start doing the programming. I mean, we'll start doing the episode, recording of the episode this week. Have it all finished this week. And then I start next week's on the day that we were able to finish the recording. You are going to see it on the 28th. There will be at least, there will be the main episode, the two teachable moments, which will be 30 minutes each. We are going to have an introduction And we're going to have either one bonus or two bonuses that deals with either a quote or a question or something that came up that needs to be explained a little longer. So there will be something like a module setup. 90 minutes, the main part and the two others. And then any explanations that need to be cleared up, we will have a bonus. I want you folks <clears throat> to do, to send voice messages if there are something that is not clear about this, and we'll go from there. After the specials are done, 
March 6th, we're going to go through what happened from, from the break to March 6th. We're going to have an episode on that. We're going back to our regularly scheduled uh, setup for the show. After March 6th, we are moving away from this whole political machinations, as it were. The focus of Beyond This Earth will be more towards things that will help others find their way through life and to discuss very interesting um, historical concepts, as it were, and how people went through life as they saw things Go haywire if you want to partic- want to go into a particular set. We're gonna do this until May. We're going to change it up to a point where we were only going to do some sort of news items thing for about five minutes before we get to the main show, and that will be how. And that will be how we are going to do Beyond This Earth from now on. So, I'm doing an introduction as soon as this recording is over. Thank you for listening. The specials are about to begin. This is Nova Hallback. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your radio shows. They will see you guys starting on the 28th for the specials. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you guys soon.